And welcome to Braden and Harry's podcast. This episode, we will be discussing the Low Country's involvement in the American Revolution. So the American Revolution was a time in history where the 13 colonies of America declared independence from Great Britain. Great Britain was not including the colonies' beliefs and thoughts into the government, and they had high taxes on the colonists. This, along with many other reasons, created tension with the colonists and Great Britain. The colonists believed they had no other choice in declared independence, which would be the start of the American Revolution. English colonists made landfall in 1670 on the west bank of the Ashley River. They began to colonize the area and would name it Charlestown. Charlestown was named after Charles II. After 10 years, the colonists would expand the colony of Charlestown to its present-day site on the coast. Charlestown would quickly become a commercial center of trade and commerce. The site where the colonists made landfall is now known as Charlestown Landing. As a native of Charleston, I've been there many times and even took field trips growing up. Me and my family actually plan on going there this Sunday for Easter. The park is very beautiful and is full of old stories from our nation's first steps to independence. Before the American Revolution began, the colonists of Charlestown fought off British attempts to capture the port. Due to the many plantations and crops, such as rice and indigo, the British were almost just desperate to capture this port. Shutting down the port of Charlestown would have major impacts on all of the 13 colonies. The colonists would have to fight off an attack on Fort Sullivan on Sullivan's Island. The fort was not yet complete, but William Moultrie would lead his troops and the Patriots to victory. The Patriots were very successful due to the materials that the fort was constructed on, such as palmetto trees. The palmetto trees were very spongy and can't cannonballs and bullets would simply bounce off the fort. One Patriot fighter from the attacks on Fort Moultrie was Francis Marion. Francis Marion was born in 1732 in Berkeley County, South Carolina. Marion was a military officer who climbed the ranks throughout the war. During the war, Marion would attack military troops with his men by hiding in the woods and swamps. He would sneak up on the British and take them out. This would give him the nickname the Swamp Fox. Marion would go on to have many places named in his honor. Some would include the town on Marion, South Carolina, the Francis Marion National Forest, and the Francis Marion University. My parents both actually happened to graduate from Francis Marion University. Headless Horseman's story may have just originated during the American Revolution. Francis Marion had spies throughout the Low Country, and one of them had a dad who was still very loyal to the British. She told Marion one night that there were American patriots held captive at her house. Marion and his men would go to the house and behead the man while setting the patriots free. After his death, people reported seeing a headless ghost figure riding a horse throughout South Carolina. Legend says he is searching for Marion and his men in revenge for his head and the British defeat. The Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. Out of 56 men who signed the Declaration, there were only four from South Carolina. These four included Thomas Hayward Jr., Thomas Lynch Jr., Arthur Middleton, and Edward Rutledge. Arthur Middleton and the Middleton family owned... Middleton Place, and Crowfield Plantation. Crowfield Plantation is actually where Stratford is located, which is our high school.
in May of 1779, the first true battle taking place in Charlestown during the war would take place. During the first battle of Charlestown, it, the Continental troops were placed in an ambush position where they ambushed Col Colonel Watch and his men. The British would eventually get Charleston's defenses to close. General Kazimir Pulaski tried to negotiate his way out of defeat. The result of the battle, battle was an American victory, and there were only about 13 American casualties. The war was in full swing now in March of 1780. The Patriots were ready to battle whenever the time came. The Patriots were commanded by Major General Benjamin Lincoln and consisted of about 6,600 soldiers, sailors, and militia. The British were commanded by Lieutenant General Henry Clinton and consisted of about 13,000 soldiers, sailors, and militia. The colonists were at a significant disadvantage. The American casualties were estimated to be 89 killed, 138 wounded, and 3,371 captured. While the British casualties were approximately 76 dead and 189 wounded, the result of the siege would end in a British victory. The British now had Charlestown under their control and would continue to control the port. If you happen to go to downtown Charleston, which is present-day Charlestown, you will notice that the, some of the steeples of the churches are painted black. This was done in order to give a disadvantage to the British. The British now did not have big targets in the sky like they had prior to the steeples being painted. The American Revolution would officially come to an end in 1983. The British surrendered in 1981 after they lost to Washington and his army at Yorktown. The Patriots and colonists had won the war and they were now free from the British. Word of the end of the war took two years to travel up and down the colonies. Until the word reached Charlestown, the port continued to be under British control. Once word reached, the British left and returned home to Great Britain. Any soldier who remained in Charlestown was killed or captured and imprisoned. Even though Charlestown was under British control most of the war, they still had a big part in earning freedom for the United States.